Hey guys, my name is Destiny. And my name is Megan. And we're two black girls. At a predominantly white institution. Trying to survive. At a predominantly white institution. And here's latest tea. At a predominantly white institution. (laughs) Hi guys. Hi, it's Amanda. And Megan, and we're back with the second part of our episode, Born Ready to Fight. Yeah, so last time um, I was on the podcast, we were talking a little bit about freshman year at Middlebury, specifically the fall semester, mm-hmm. and we left you guys right when we left for December break. They, Middlebury has a J term where students only take one class. For the and, whole month of January. Yeah, and that class doesn't have to meet every day, but oftentimes it meets like four times a week. So it leaves a lot of, of free time, mm-hmm. which is good for some people because like most of the kids on the campus go skiing or, you know, like party or whatever. And it's like very fun and like you get to be with your friends. And Netflix. And, and just- chill and shit like that but like for us you know it took a different we went a different route we're gonna take you through what happened we felt so off like something wasn't right and it wasn't like i hate this school because it's white i hate this school because no, all the kids are rich no idea and it, it was just like a series of things where like my body was literally tilt like i was on tilt like you always talk about how my stomach is on tilt i was on tilt my whole self-being was just on tilt and i could not put my finger on it one morning um I went over to just visit Megan and I was eating some strawberries. And the cool thing is that my parents would drive me up to school and I would stop and get some snacks at the supermarket, which was really helpful. And I really love strawberries. Like, but that morning I was not having it. Like I was trying to eat the strawberries with Megan and I just started bawling. And she was like, Amanda, like, have you ate? Have you actually gone to the dining hall? And I truly look back and I think I was avoiding the dining hall because I didn't want to accept the reality of the fact that I was at Middlebury. I was trying to live off of the snacks that my family had gone to go get with me, like holding on to the little bits of pieces of my family. Um, And at that moment, I just let it out. Um, I think Megan, you know, she consulted me for like the whole day. Yeah. Um, But then it was a reoccurring thing. Yeah, there was like definitely J term was like scary for I think all three of us with Amanda because Mm -hmm. she just she wasn't okay. Like she was like she wasn't eating, not in the sense where she was just like I had a loss of appetite. She had a loss of appetite. And I remember asking her when she was crying, Mm -hmm. I was like, Amanda, if you could eat anything in the world, what would it be? And she was like, I don't know, I'm not hungry. And I was like, Amanda, just relax. If you could eat anything in the world, absolutely anything right now, right in front of you, what would you be? What would it be? And she was like, rice and beans. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Which is what her mom makes her. And I was able to be like, okay, you want to go home. That is what this is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like you you have some other underlying sickness. And or what was illness. their reaction? I was like, no, yes. like, that's not it. Like, trust me, she, I'm not homesick. No. Like, I don't get homesick. And I was like, Amanda. And she kept, so then after that, she kept crying. She kept crying. Yeah. And I tried to go to the dining hall with my friends. Like, I was really trying. And I remember eating with them and just feeling defeated like feeling so sad not no appetite and that was the thing that was most scary for us because we were like yo this girl is not eating i remember reggie our friend reggie and he came and he tapped me on my shoulder and he was like megan amanda's really not feeling well and i like got scared my heart dropped because i was like oh shit like she's having a moment again and like the things with amanda's moments was like you like you don't see straight like she wasn't seeing straight at all and i was like 
scared because I didn't want her. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I wasn't like sure about what to do. And I'm only, I'm only, I'm her same age. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know anything, you know, like saw her and she was like, you were like so red and like crying. And I was like, Amanda, what is going on? She was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I'm crying. That was her thing. She was like, I don't know why I'm crying. I don't know what to do. And I was like, Amanda, like you need to breathe. And I'm also anxious because yeah. I'm looking at you and I'm also going through my own shit, you know, my own anxiety. Like people would tell me I can go, but I needed to finish that that year and Which sure enough you, I did you know and it doesn't I'm not saying it because I'm like oh tooting my horn that I finished and I didn't want to fail because if you left mid-year you failed no you didn't like you do what you have to do I chose to really explore not voluntarily but to explore that sadness and to explore what it is to having to work through that muck and in the end it worked out because I I'm I'm still um, on track to graduate where, where I'm, when I'm meant to graduate. Mm-hmm. And her crying every day, you know, also made us reflect on how we felt about Middlebury. I told you before, like, I didn't know that I didn't like it. I knew something was off and I was, uh, something was unsettling, but I just didn't, I couldn't pinpoint it. But seeing Amanda cry every day definitely took a toll on me. I had anxiety too. Mm-hmm. It manifested in a different way. It wasn't like I didn't eat. It was like my heart kept dropping. And I've said this many times on the podcast, like when you miss a stare and your heart drops, like you miss a stare when you're walking up the stairs and your heart drops for a little bit. I kept feeling that like... Like every hour my heart would drop and I would like my heart would rush and like my ears would get hot and like my hands would get cold. It was it was like physical. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, I don't like it. And I remember telling Destiny, I was like, I just want to be happy. Like, I'm tired of being in my thoughts. I'm tired of being sad. I'm tired of being tired. Like, da, da, da. And I was like, I can't even put my fucking finger on it. I'm like, okay, there's white people and it's rich and I'm black and I'm not rich. I don't care. Okay, why am I? Why is this manifesting in my physical nature, in my physical being, you know? So my first semester, I got a B minus in cell bio, which is like one of the basis classes for pre-med. And that like kind of shook me up. I was like, oh my God, like that is not a good grade. Mm -hmm. And then when I went back to spring semester to start up pre-med again, I signed up to stay on the pre-med track. I signed up for chemistry and um, and, um, psychology. But chemistry really beat me up. Chemistry was very, very, very difficult for me. And it kind of made me scared because I wasn't doing well in my pre-med classes. And the only reason why I was at Middlebury in my head was to do well so that I can get into medical school. And because I wasn't as prepared as the majority of the kids in my class, because my head was in a different space, because I was just overthinking everything, I wasn't comfortable in my own skin, I wasn't comfortable in my own identity, I was not able to perform to my best ability. And I got a C plus in the class period and that c plus really took a toll on my intelligence it really took a toll not on my intelligence but on my self-esteem i was able to put my finger on that unsettling feeling that i was talking about a very long, like in the beginning of the semester i was like i don't like it here and i don't know why i didn't feel smart i didn't feel pretty i didn't feel intelligent i felt like i wasn't good enough in almost every single aspect and like it was a lot of things like my for example like my best friend moved to Paris and she looked like she was having a blast. My other best friend was in college and she looked like she was having a blast. My ex-boyfriend looked like he was having a blast. My Venice looked like she was having a blast. She wasn't. But like, I was just like, what the hell? Like, I couldn't even fake having a blast. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had on their Snapchats and Instagram that they were like at clubs getting lit. And I was in by hall studying my books. I couldn't fake it. I literally couldn't fake it. Yeah. And that seeing them have fun and me crying feeling ugly feeling dumb feeling stupid 
really, 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 that was where the anxiety was coming from. And I couldn't put my finger on it. The thing about my heart dropping, that was where it all stemmed from. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't feel good enough. I don't feel smart. I don't Mm -hmm. feel, you know, and... So you did the uh, started podcast, the podcast, and that really took you through the rest the, of the, the rest yeah. of the semester so, through the summer. So, <laughs> what was that um, beginning like for sophomore year, at least? So, okay, so like let's returning talk about, back to Middlebury after you accomplished your first year. So, returning back to Middlebury, I was so excited, mm-hmm. <laughs> and let me yeah. tell you why I was so excited. Let me go off. So, what had happened at the end of chemistry, my so- my freshman year? I was like, this is fucked up because, like, talking in about it through my podcast, like being like, there's an education gap and shit like that. I was like, this is fucked up. I want to fucking go to medical school one day. They're not going to accept me because my GPA is a two point five because I wasn't prepared to be into a chemistry class with all these rest of these kids that went to very highly ranked schools that prepared them to take tests like this that prepared so and so you know the whole gig right i was like can you guys please pay for my chemistry to class over the summer so i can prepare myself to come back to middlebury to do well in chemistry too because i was like how the fuck if i got a c in chemistry plus a c plus in chemistry one how the hell am i gonna get a a in chemistry two you know what i'm saying like and it, so I spoke to many people on campus. I was like, can you guys please help me, please? And they, thank God, paid for my paid for me to take chemistry one again at a different university in New York City. I was volunteering at a hospital over the summer, and I also was taking classes. And then once that class finished up, I snuck, in, <laughs> I snuck into a chemistry two class. And I sat in the back of the class and I was like taking notes the entire time because I knew I was taking chem two when I got back on campus. And eventually the teacher caught me and she was like, and she was like, don't you even worry about it. You can sit down, take notes. God bless this lady. And I took tests and everything and I prepared myself for chem two. And you took that initiative to try to ease your next year at Middlebury. To buffer my next year at Middlebury. Yeah. So I was very, I was on a good note when I got yeah. back to Middlebury. And I just, um, I, the whole thing about my best friends having fun and stuff like that, I, uh, I separated myself from it. I was like, you know what, you guys are going through your own thing and I'm going through my own thing. And I need to make sure that I'm not comparing myself to you guys because it's not doing any good for me. I'm not, it's not making me feel any better about myself. So I, you know. Like, so you guys were in a, in the. In this good vibe thing, yeah. right? And I, te- I'm teasing her because when they got back to Middlebury, they had a new phrase, and it was like "good vibes only." Like, yeah. no, no, um, none of the old stuff that we were feeling. Yeah, and ideally, fun. that would be nice. The first day, it felt like it was good. Like I was like, okay, kind of like a shock mode. Then the second, third day, I was feeling some of the feelings I was feeling what two months ago three months ago I remember feeling guilty for feeling them I remember feeling like I was going to be stuck in in the position that I was at the end of my freshman year I remember feeling like I was going to like hold my girls down or something um I remember it being like a tough week two week mark of you know feeling helpless again mm-hmm. but I did what I did and I went to a new counselor just Talk to take was, away it was, it, was, a, it, it, was, it was it was a it was a roller coaster but we were more prepared for it and I think like the best way to put it was like it was crazy but I had a helmet on <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it was rocky but like I had cushioning and Knee even pads. when I didn't feel okay I knew it would pass I knew how to literally how to speak to myself how to speak to the people around me to let you know better communicate how yeah. you're feeling and shit like that but I think the main takeaway of letting you guys in on our journey at Middlebury especially from that halfway 
um, freshman year to the beginning of sophomore year, it's like people are going to go through shit during college, especially during these years. You're going to feel homesick. You're going to feel, especially when you're a person of color at Middlebury You're going to feel like you're not going to belong. Yeah, period. you're not good enough. You don't have that educational background. I, It's a lot. And I don't think it's just Middlebury in specific either. It's it's, it's PWIs yeah. that have a lot of money because I feel like there's this movement where they're like, we need to get more students of color, more students from low income backgrounds so that we can change the way diversity looks in this country, the way people of power look in this country. And it is all great. And I support it 110 percent. But we need to address these smaller issues. Amanda Who's not being support? able to eat. Yeah. Her freshman year in college is a bigger issue. It's bigger. That's that's what the last thing I wanted to say. I wanted to like let girls know, or like, but just anybody who's a person of color coming into college, like Middlebury coming into a college, it, like that is like the issues that you're feeling are very much bigger than you. You're not alone, and you are worth it. Period. Like you literally are, and you belong there. And you're gonna and, have a lot of shit on your plate. But you have the if you are there already, if you made it there exactly. already, you have the fucking tools in your back pocket to stay there and finesse them. You have a voice that they have never heard before. And if they did hear it, it was probably one or two people because we're very early in the process. Segregation was just outlawed in 1965. We're not even a freaking century from that. It is brand new. This whole thing that we're feeling right now, this whole like wave of it's different common. thoughts, it is common and it is new yeah. and you are not wrong in anything that you feel. And not alone at all. At all. I'm mm-hmm. so confident in many of you yeah. guys that you guys are leaders, that you guys will bring new conversations and things Absolutely. that we couldn't bring. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's it, you guys. You're... You're... <laughs> yeah.